Please join with me, brothers and sisters, in extending a warm Washington Yes, sir. Another episode. Ready to go every week, baby. Again, another week, another episode of Black Broadway Podcast, man. It's great to be back in the building, man. Yo, we keeping up the consistency, Dre, man. We got this thing going, man. Yo, shout out to all of our listeners, man. Everybody from all over the world that's been checking in, man. We we see y'all, man. And it's so crazy, too, because... Now, you know, I just discovered Google Analytics, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yo, I see people who hit the website, I see our cell cloud so we, we just see it, you know what I'm saying? And like, like Danielle said, the great Danielle, she said, man, even if they ain't liking and clicking, they, they watching. Watch they definitely watch. They see it, you know what I'm saying? You see the moves, man. Yo, so man, shout out to everybody that's consistently supporting and consistently rocking with Black Broadway Podcast, yo. We on our way up, man. Yo, Dre, it's a new episode, man. Like I said in the intro, man, I call this episode The The Value value of Nothing, nothing, man. The Value of Nothing, man. Let me break that down a little bit, all right? It's a famous quote from a famous author who said a lot of smart shit. He did. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Oscar Wilde, man. If you never read Oscar Wilde, you never heard of Oscar Wilde, do yourself a favor. Google that, Wikipedia that. Yo, it's worth a, it's it's worth a look, man. He said a lot of well put things, but one of the things that he said that's super relevant to the conversation that we're trying to have today on Black Broadway is nowadays people know the price of everything and the value of nothing. Everybody knows what something costs and what's yeah yeah man. You spent forty on this, hundred on that, hundred on my wrist. Okay, cool. But what is that worth? Right. Actually. You know what I'm saying? It's a real question. And it needs some real answers. And today, man, we're going to have a real good discussion. We got a great expert. Shout out to my man, Kevin Odell, man. Yo, shout out, man. Welcome to the show, bro, man. Thanks for inviting me to come on. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you for being here, man. It's a great conversation that we're about to kick into, man, for real. Yo, before we get into all of that, though, before I, now I thank the listeners, I did my obligatories. <laughs> I got to talk about my day, yo. Like, I got to get this shit off my chest. And getting, it, getting it off on Black Broadway is nothing you can do to stop me, motherfuckers. Look, fuck Sprint, all right? <laughs> I've been on Sprint way too long, yo. People, all my friends be telling me, yo, you need to grow up and, man, get on Verizon and stuff. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, get your life together, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's disrespectful. I understand that I'm way too grown and way too responsible to still be operating on the Sprint network, but I'm still here. Me too. Yo, for whatever reason today, my iPhone decided just to stop working. Like, 
all the out the blue, like wasn't charging, just nothing was happening. Like literally, I put it on the charger, it's just it's just a piece of glass and metal. And I'm like, nothing make you feel more worthless than life without a smartphone to a certain extent. A, a phone, period. But a smartphone, you're like, God damn, I, what am I doing with my life right now, man? I'm just walking around with a dead iPhone. It was lost in the world. It was lost in the world, man. Yo, I got up this morning, dropped my son off at of school. I was like, man, first things first, I'm going to the Sprint store. I go to the Sprint store at 11 o'clock in the morning, bro. I did not leave until 1.30, yo. Ridiculous. I'm talking about Ridiculous. I've been on hold for obscene amounts of times, but they actually had me on personal hold today. They had me on personal hold, man. It was like they, they told me to hold my body, like, right here in this bread store for two hours, yo. It was ridiculous, man. We can't live like this, friend. We got to do better, yo, for real. I'm off this smartphone addiction. Yes, I know. I need my... I need my, you, you know, social Snapchat. I was missing Snap. Yo, Snapchat, I'm sorry. I'll be back, <laughs> yo. I know y'all miss me. I miss y'all. I'll be back, yo. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody miss me on Snapchat. I get a fool on the snaps, man. But, yo, I mean, like, so I couldn't live like that. I mean, I have things to do. I can't really be out here without a phone, without yeah, a way to contact like anybody. Like, keep your producer breast up. Yeah, exactly, man. Dre in the dark. Like, he's like, yo, man, what are you doing? Yo, I ain't, I'm texting this man from my back. Like, every time I get somewhere where I got Wi-Fi or if I'm at home or something, I'm sending this man text. Like, look, yo, I don't have time. I don't have long to talk. I'm just, I got a couple of people to reach you. <laughs> just, what it's crazy. But, you know, we got to have them long conversations, Jay. I'm like, damn, man. Like, oh, this is bad. You begin to me about communication. I'm going to do better, yo. But Sprint is fucking hating on me, man. And I can't live like this, all right? Rant complete. Fuck Sprint. Alright, we out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's it, man. I ended up buying a trap phone. It feels good to have a flip phone once again, though. I can't lie. Hold up, hold up. Here we go. You hear that? <laughs> that's that's what you get when you talking shit on the other end of this thing for the next three days. They said I can't get a tomorrow. replacement phone. No, tomorrow Thursday I can't get a, oh, a Friday, new phone till Friday. Friday. Right, 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 right. Sprint left me out in the streets with a trap phone. Till Friday, and they didn't even furnish the trap phone. For, I had to go buy my own trap phone. Like, come sure. on, B. That's the best $25 I spent, though, this week. Bro. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like, just that alone, you know. I'm going to be snapping this phone open and close all episodes. So, y'all, you know, just get with me. <laughs> it's going to be a recurring thing. The sound of the flip phone. <laughs> See, you got the flat <laughs> iPhone case. See, Kevin's a guy who knows the value of things. So yeah. he has to buy, you know, Italian leather, iPhone case. Argentinian leather. Argentinian. Oh, Italian, Italian's good too, though. Italian's good too. My watch, my watch band is Exactly. I, you know, I wouldn't sell you, you short. I would not this sell you short, leather, man. Yeah. It's crazy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Craziness, man. Right. Okay. But, yo, before we get into our whole rundown of who Kevin is, what he does, what his area of expertise is, and all of that. We do got to get into a couple of stories that are, you know, running the popular imagination, so to speak, right now. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's on the scene. You know, I have to say, all of this election buildup is just, it's just tiresome, man. But you get a payoff every now and again. And they had the Iowa caucuses. Like, mm -hmm. that's the first actual 
election. Right. You know, like, that's why the Iowa caucuses is important. Like, the, you know, people always ask, like, why is Iowa important? Nobody live in fucking Iowa. You're right. No, that's not representative of the country at all. No. But the reason it's important is because it's the first. It's the first actual election, you know what I'm saying, where people come out, real people come out and vote. And, pardon me, caucus, because that's what they call it. Right. They don't call it voting, they call it caucus. Right. All right, so they had the Iowa caucuses, and your boy Donald Trump took an L. Who'd have thought it? <laughs> Who'd have thought it? He was, he was talking big, though, man. Big he was talking big. He said, yo, this man is so sick. He's, he's out here claiming fraud now. Did you know this, Kev? This man is claiming that, that it was voter fraud and Ken Cruz didn't really win the election. Oh, I guess my it's God. How, how, how do you define voter fraud? You know, <laughs> I, I, don't, I mean, I, I, mean I, I think. Were there dead people voting? If, if, like, you, if, you, if, you, if you really think that any election there's not some sort of fraud at some station exactly you're, 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 you're bugging naive. yeah you're totally naive to the way the american political system really works yeah. and there's no space for you out here it's no country for you but you do have to understand that like in these first like contests it's just about getting the temperature of like the public you know what i'm saying yeah and like for trump to lose is actually kind of a bigger deal than, you know, a lot of people want to admit. It well, it's just, probably a bigger deal than Ted Cruz winning, right? Yeah, it's exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. Trump losing is a bigger deal than Ted Cruz but, winning. But you have to you wonder, I mean, when Trump first got in, in, in the race, you know, and, and he was really going to run for president, because I was certain he was just going to talk a lot of game and then not do it. And not really do it. That's what he do, right. That's what he does. Trump thinks a lot of himself. Yeah. And because he's popular, he thinks that people like him. Uh -huh. And I don't think that... Just because you're popular, that doesn't necessarily mean people like you. Right. You know, like they might laugh. You could be a popular at you, villain. Right. But yeah. they're not really necessarily laughing with you. They don't they don't they're not on your side. Exactly. Right. That, so do you feel like that contest was indicative of how the whole thing's gonna play out? You think that Cruz is gonna be the Republican nominee? No. Um, no, 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 I don't. Me neither. No, no. Me neither. Jeb had a real bad showing, too. I heard Marco Rubio look I mean, good. Jeb is a joke. Jeb the guy is a joke. Is a, the guy is a joke. He's it's a, not going to happen for he's, Jeb. He's, he's, he's a political corpse. I mean, right. the guy he's is dead not, out. Yeah. I like that. He's a political corpse. I mean, guy, he's dead out here. Here's the thing. The no. American, the dead American, in these people, streets, the American yeah. people are not uh, as politically savvy or as politically smart as I would like, yeah. but they're smarter than electing another Bush. I mean, yeah, come on, no they gotta get that credit. So. It's mean, not gonna happen. On an emotional level, that shit just brings out too many bad feelings. President Bush brings no up a lot of nobody wants to hear that again. Nobody ever wants to hear that again. Even if yeah. Jeb is more eloquent than his brother, he still is a Bush and he's just and not just, trustworthy. That's, that's not, not where we at in the world right now. I agree. So hold up. So that's the Republican side of the uh, caucuses. The Democratic side was kind of tight. Hillary versus Bernie Sanders. And Hillary was decided as the winner after six coin tosses. Did you hear this? Well, I didn't hear that, but I just heard that she won like, no. by a very slim margin. You know the I mean? deciding factor in the Iowa caucus in this, that slip is a coin toss. Oh, I thought they said it was a dance off. <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't be something stupid like that, but let's just keep it regular. Bernie, it's a Bernie coin toss. Bernie might have wanted a dance off. Bernie might have won say, it. He might have took the dance off. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to agree. He, just, yeah. he, would, he would go for 70 the dance off. 70-year-old dude got toss. some moves. Like, for real. 
Like, yeah. I just imagine him dancing at like a Grateful Dead show or oh, something yeah. like that. Yo, <laughs> did you see that video of him like jabbing somebody? They was like, yo, you old. He was like, ha! <laughs> the old man shuffle. I was like, Bernie, you gotta chill out, out here, Bernie, man. Bernie. You gotta calm down. It's crazy because both like of them, while old, like Hillary is crazy old too. Hillary is what? 68? 68, almost 70, and, and Bernie, Bernie is 74. Yeah. But Hillary's more weathered, though. I mean, she is. <laughs> she is weathered. I mean, yeah, facts is. or facts. Yo, she you know, she out here aging like a banana. But, you know, <laughs> we see weathered. you out here, Hillary. You know, like, hey, shout out to you. She won the election, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I'm not one of these Bernie uh, Sanders dudes, man. I'm sorry, man. Like, I meet a lot of dudes, and, like, I guess because I'm a millennial or whatever, I'm supposed to be. Like all Bernie Sanders, all I he's gonna change the game. No, the fuck he's not. I just watched Barack Obama come in <laughs> and get entirely shut down, and I'm definitely not gonna believe a 74 year old white dude from Vermont is about to do that. Like, come on, bro. Like, I, I don't believe any of this hype about yeah, he has this revolutionary financial system and all of that shit. All right, everybody do. You know, like Mike Tyson say, everybody got a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. And Congress is going to punch you in the face because this political game is built on tension. It's built on people trying to push agendas through and people pushing back and different factions get paid and so on and so forth. That's how the game works. So it's like, you know, get the fuck out of here with all of that. Not, not only that, his 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 financial plan wouldn't work anyway. None of that <laughs> shit going on. That's, that's, why, that's why my man Ta-Nehisi Coates got in his ass. Because it's like, you talking all this revolutionary shit about finance. Well, all right, well, why don't you just throw reparations for black people in there? You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, yo, that's too far. Yeah, that's that's whoa, yeah, whoa. That. That's crazy talk. Oh, okay. All right. We got you, Bernie. So you not really... About that life, you 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 like to talk though. It's cool, yeah. It's cool, yeah. Black Lives Matter. Shout out to Bernie Sanders. All right, you know what I'm saying? Real shit, man. But yo, that was like the political discourse of the whole week. But you know what the real story of the whole week was? What's going on with Kanye, man? Kanye, 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 dog. It's all about Kanye right now. Why is it all about Kanye? Fucking because the waves are coming. <laughs> the wave is coming, yo. You a Kanye guy, Kev? No, not Absolutely at all. Not no, not at all. Like no. you don't respect this man's musical catalog. No. Wow, Kev, that's no. a deep statement. I think no. you're letting the personal cloud the, yeah, the music no, here, I, bro. I, I, no, the guy might be a genius. He's an He's asshole. An asshole to the, he is a he the is power. the realest of assholes. The president called this man an asshole. I mean, like, goddamn. I actually was. was like, nah, you ain't going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Hey, shout out to my man Ben just sitting in the, on the problem, podcast. The thing yeah. I have is I don't, I don't like, um, and this is why I, I don't like guys like Trump is because I like class. Okay. All right. And, 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 and All right. I don't, I don't Kanye and Trump are definitely in the same they're wheelhouse. Not, they're not. They're not humble Very and they're good. not classy. Yeah. And I don't like that. I mean, I, I'm I just, personally I on some fuck being like humble that. for 2016, but I mean, I'm just saying because a lot of humbleness or the word I'm looking for is humility. Yeah. Be fake. Like, a lot of that shit is false and it's really sponsored by arrogance. Like, so I don't like that shit. I think that people who are really accomplished, they should be accomplished and be proud of what they do yeah, and yeah. all of that. But there's, there's a, a fine line. My bad. You know, you with Trump really loves himself a lot. Yeah. Kanye really But he hasn't done anything. Kanye made graduation. 
Like, what are we talking about here? You know what I'm saying? Like, Kanye made college dropout, dog. Like, but that happened. that he does hold himself to a higher standard than what he, you know, he... Dog, yeah. Waves is about to be cracked. I'm sorry. Like, I think I Waves is about to be fan. great. I love Kanye, but I just feel like he, he, he's full of himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's what There's only but so much you can think. I mean, you know, it's all... Jordan's full of, full of himself. You know what I'm saying? But like, Jordan's not out here but in the not media. Yes, he he is. Those <laughs> comments and statements that he's, you know... Nah, Maybe he, back in the day. You know, Jordan but, just get at the co- at, at the uh, Hall of Fame speech and tell everybody that he was better than them. Like, you see when Jordan did that? He basically, <laughs> his Hall of Fame speech was basically, yo, I used to dog the shit out of you, man. You, Scotty, you wouldn't be shit without me for real, though. But, I, you know, shout out to you for being there. You haven't ever watched this? No, I'm just saying. It's the worst that, thing ever. That, 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 that's where he was coming from. Like, he was trying to... That's kind of what he said. Like, I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, yeah, but that's kind of that's kind of what he said. Like, he's just kind of like, yeah, you know. But that was actually a speech that was it was his place to speak about himself. Yeah, about his greatness. Kanye, he's going to accept the Okay, yeah, you're right. Kanye going to tell you how great he is at dinner. Donald Trump going to do that too. I think Kanye should be for Donald Trump. Yeah, they're meant for each other. He should bring him on his campaign. Well, I don't need to tell you how great you are. Let me, let me feel like you're great. Yeah. Don't, don't, I feel don't you on that. Tell me you're great. I feel you on that. You feel me? I feel you on that. That's when I've been yeah, looking yeah. at you like, really? You, you, if yeah. Trump wants yeah. to get votes, you. if he wants to win the next caucus, he needs though. to get Fuck Kanye shit, on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be great, though. You know what I'm saying? Kanye, like, see, it's a fine line, man. Like, Kanye is out here like, yo, I'm the greatest it's nobody who can touch my shit. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. You know, he's on that Ricky Bobby. You know, that's a different level. And, like, him and Wiz Khalifa, that whole beef was so weird because it, it couldn't play out any other way than how it played out, which was like, I mean, what's Wiz Khalifa going to do? He's not going to out-shit-talk Kanye. He's not going to beat up Kanye. They're, they're not going to be like in a room fighting. They're not going to see each other on the Grammys red carpet and right. come to blows. Like, that's not going to happen. So, what the fuck is really going to happen here? You know what I'm saying? Kanye, apologize. You know what I'm saying? And here's my personal opinion, Kev. I know you're not a Kanye fan, but I am. And I've observed Kanye's career all through it, right? And the last few albums, I want to say every album, really, Kanye has a gimmick. There is something he's doing that's out fucking rages, that's getting people's attention, and then the album drops. Mm-hmm. Look, let's go back. 808s and Heartbreaks. This motherfucker is out here wearing a shag, like wearing Michael Jackson gloves, like going extra weird <laughs> for no reason. We're like, what's, what's Kanye on right now? You know what I'm saying? With the open shirt, with the chains. All right. Then he comes out with the storytellers, and it's a whole. Thing. There's a whole experience of mm-hmm. 808 to heartbreaks. All right. Then we got my beautiful dog Twisted Fantasy. Where well, he does even that. before that, what's, what was the CD that he came out when he went against 50? And it was that whole big 50. Was that graduation? Right. Graduation. Yeah, that's yeah. graduation. Was it's always one. a stunt. Dog Twisted Fantasy, the movie, the runaway movie with yeah. Selena E. Banks and the yeah. whole Fallen Angel shit. The Yeezys with the, the projections the projection. on the side of the screens and all of that. It's a pattern. Yeah. This beef with Wiz Khalifa but I feel like on Twitter. A, it's a pattern with all the, the major stars now. All the, the, the yeah. Names. You feel me? Like It's a know. lot of people coming out right now. Like, um, what was I going to say? Future, Young yeah. Thug, and Wiz Khalifa are coming out on, on February 5th. 
on the same day. All three of those hours. Friday. Coming out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's Friday, Friday yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, see? It's going up. So, hey, if you listen to this on Friday, man, get on your iTunes and get so on who it. who would you be buying out of those th- out of the three? Buying? I mean, on, you know, streaming. What am I listening to first? Yeah. Who would you, who would you want to listen to? Oh, you know what? Real, real answer to this question. I'm, I'm listening to that thug first. Bet you with me? Listen to the thug first. Out of the future, Khalifa and thug. They come out on the fifth. I'm listening to the thug first. Yeah, I, get, I, get that shit out of the way. <laughs> get the, get the, you're not a young it, thug man. Young thug is gonna have. Never listen to any not one. He's song. gonna have one like, song. Is probably his best friend. Some jingles and like that's probably <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. You gonna get one of those out of there. And see, that's what I'm saying. Some listen to that first, like because I'm, I'm, oh, I'm gonna probably I'm enjoy that. that shit first. Like the future joint is like I probably listen to that second. And I really don't listen to Wiz Khalifa, so I mean, there's that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know what I'm saying? You like Wiz Khalifa, Kim? No. Nah, who, who do you like? You're a hip hop uh, guy. Who do you like? No, I'm not. I'm not a hip hop guy. I don't who really do listen like? to hip hop. I mean, I did when I was growing up. Okay. Um, when I was growing up, I, I listened to hip hop. Um, and like what? Like what? <sighs> Man. Um, you're taking. Anytime you gotta do the deep no, side. No, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't EPMD. Oh, it was man. later than that. I mean, I, I was. It was later than that. It yeah, post like, EPMD. Yeah, I, yeah. It was like so it was we, like late '90s. So what we talking like? Okay, we talking like Wu Tang. Of course, of course, you, you know, of course, Wu Tang. But were you, you know, more East Coast or West Coast guy? Well, it wasn't really like that because. I mean, I don't remember being into that whole like East and West thing because I wasn't yeah, it's into just like, different styles. I of wasn't music. into like Biggie yeah. and Pac or whatever. Right. So, you know, I, I it's mean, just different styles of music. Ones, like, ones that I still listen to to this day that are still like timeless and I'll, I'll put on the car uh-huh. is like Big L. Okay. And, and Dr. So you're an East Coast guy. I, yeah, I like yeah. I like Doctor Octagon. I like Cool Keith. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, Black. Star. I can see that. I can totally see you out here bugging out the Doctor Octagon because yeah. I used to fuck with that yeah. too. Yeah, so that's stuff that I'll still okay. like put on in my car, and if it okay. comes on my shuffle, I'll listen still on my phone. Okay. Like I can listen to it today. Have you listened to any of like the new rap? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, you got it. You haven't given any future <laughs> run. No, never. Nah. No, not at all. Absolutely. Interesting, yo. No, no, no. Never cross your radar. Class, class, I like class, it. Class. I really like it. I I, I like class. this. This is I really good. I think it's fun. It is fun. I think it's fun. I'll it give it that. Fun. I have friends that get in it. They get they, they get into it and all that. Oh but, my god, I see them. You know, I know them. I, I, I see them. At, I see them at Velvet Lounge. Like, hey, <laughs> jumping see, I don't, out the, I think what it is is maybe because I'm sober. I don't drink. Right. Or like I don't do any drugs, right? So like I I can't I'm I'm never like yeah. loose enough to like yeah. I have I feel to have you, that plays a part in it. I like music. It's with, hard to listen I, to future without doing some I, type I, of. Drive. I like music with substance. <laughs> like, you know, I yeah, was I always like a lyrics guy. Okay, you know? yeah. I like music with substance. If it had a good. Beat, so who are cool your bands? What is what's your deal for music? Yeah. Oh man, for music, I mean, I listen to to a lot of like. Um, I mean, growing up, my, my main thing was like uh, late seventies, early eighties punk, okay. and then new wave. Okay. So you know, um, all right. So are you a Joy Division guy? I'm a big yeah, Joy like Division Jordan, guy. I like Joy I'm Division a big, a lot. That's post New Order, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Jordan, you know, that whole. I'm a big British punk guy. Yeah. I like I like the Clash. I like but, all of that you know, type of shit. I think I think the Brits did punk. <clears throat> 
it, they were really punks. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, serious. They didn't think, leave. You it, think like. about the, the, like bands like the Ramones. I mean, right. people yeah. say the Ramones were punk, but really, they were. But they no, were like, they you were know like who else was really punk though? Beach Boys. But they you know who really else was really punk though? DC punk band, absolutely, and that's a lot like of like fucking like, HR and well, Modern Threat exactly, and Fugazi yeah. and I mean, all well, of the bad brains. I would say that's real that's punk. Real I would punk say well, that's I, real punk. When, when somebody says like what yeah, what's uh-huh. what's your favorite like punk band from that era, uh-huh. I would I can't say a favorite. It's like saying who's your favorite skateboarder, right? right? There's so many that are so talented, I love and are inspirational. So it's hard True. to say your favorite. True. But for some reason, like bad brains always is the Man, first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah, because. They were doing something that was actually different. They threw the reggae into it. So when you're listening yeah. to the album, you they got like, influenced you got like you got four gnarly songs in a row, and then you get to chill. Like, like DC was at its most yeah. Jamaican at that time. Like, it was, it was definitely turned Dude, up. Even at the time, you got, you got, you know, Ian McKay from Minor Threat saying, right. so he's saying, we're just, you're, hey, you guys play pretty fast. They're considered like the first hardcore band, right? Uh-huh. And I was a big straight edge kid growing up. That's All why right. I don't do anything now because I just grew up straight just edge. Just kept it on, taste, on Yeah, kept it going. But, right. but they were like, look, we're trying to keep up with Bad Brains, they're going fast. They're fast, real, fast, fast. Like real were, DC were, shit. Dude, See, we gonna real give real y'all shit. all the perspectives on Black Broadway. Okay, yeah. we talk about the punk rock. We talk about the hip hop. We talk about it all, yo, for real. But yeah, we gonna leave Kanye alone. We gonna leave Kanye. Can we leave Kanye last week? Can we just move on? Please, like Please, yeah. everybody else is talking about. Let's talk about something else. We gotta move on for Kanye. Let's yo. not talk about oh, Donald Trump or Kanye. No, they, okay. they love it. I'll tell you something that we can't talk about that we gotta talk about before we go to break. Yo, the Super Bowl is this week. I personally feel like the Super Bowl should be a national holiday. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a great day for yeah. people to get together and watch a game and enjoy. Like, enjoy I feel like Cam Newton's going to dab all over. Yo, why is it that every year, though, at the Super Bowl, somebody always get caught with a prostitute, yo? Every, every year, year, man. Every year, somebody get caught out there with a prostitute. And get into a big fiasco and it's, you know, distraction to the team. This dude named Ryan Murphy from the Denver practice squad got caught with a prostitute and they just sent him home. It was like, yeah, you know, you just go ahead and take this ticket and take yourself back on to Oakland. As a matter of fact, he's from Oakland. So they literally just gave him like an Uber ride from, oh, the, wow. <laughs> from, from Santa Clara to Oakland. It was like, yo, you go ahead and slide on out, bro. We'll see you later, man. All because him and his brother get caught in a whole prostitution sting at a hotel. Crazy, That's man. Amazing. That's crazy. It's embarrassing on a lot of levels. It's embarrassing on a lot of levels. <laughs> on, a, on a whole lot of levels. Chris always on the practice team. We, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all of these things start to make sense when you add up all the contributing yeah. factors, yo. It's crazy, man. Before we go to break, though, one more thing that I feel like is big news to drop today. This is for the city, for the culture. We're going to keep y'all posted on this. Broccoli City Fest is coming back to D.C. I think it's the third annual, you know what I'm saying? It's a homegrown event sponsored by my man Ian from Brian Wino. Uh, this year is being hosted and being brought to you by, powered by Scooty and Rock Creek Social and Justin, you know, the whole Rock Creek Social fam, man. They out here doing it big, and the lineup is bananas. We got Janae Aiko, The Internet, BJ Chicago Kid, uh, Sango, Anderson Pac and the Honorable Reverend Dr. Future Hendrix headlining 
the whole show. It's going down, yo. It's gonna be big. Future yeah. Rocky City Fest is gonna probably it's gonna be at that Gateway Pavilion in Southeast, which mm-hmm. they turned into a really nice venue. Yep. You know, shout out to everybody involved in bringing that together. You know, the city needed something like that, like an indoor outdoor amphitheater that could like host an event like this. Yeah. You know, festival grounds. It's tight, yo, for real, man. And yeah. look, like I said though. This episode is the value of nothing episode. We're going to talk about the value of something. Right now, I'm sitting in front of easily $500,000 worth of watches. <laughs> no, right no, I don't know. I Maybe wish. not 500 I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm over 100 k I know we out here. Yeah. We out here with a lot of... I like Kevin. He's, that he, might be more accurate. He's humble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's about right. a couple hundred, you know. You got some yeah, pieces. Right. We're sitting in front of some pieces right now. And we're going to give y'all the whole entire rundown of like, yo, what you looking for when you really buy these luxury items and why you shouldn't be caught up. We got, Kev is a real collector, man. Like you said, you you started off in this indie hardcore, indie, indie punk situation. Skateboarder, skateboarding. yeah. I, sca- I mean, I still am a skateboarder. We got yeah. the sneakers. We're going to have to sidestep on the sneaker thing because yeah. you're sitting in the room with... Well, sneakers came with, before... With the kick game. It, right. it came before... Uh, it didn't come before skateboarding. Um, for sure, but very shortly after skateboarding mm. became shoes, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So I was probably 12. Okay. I was Sweet. Really into shoes by 12. So <laughs> once you started off into collecting shoes, then you got into watches. We're going to get the whole background story on the second half of Black Broadway podcast, y'all, man. Listen, blackbroadway.com is coming along nicely. Dre, is it coming through? Is it coming? It's looking, it's, it's looking good, yo. Launch coming soon. We all see that content. You know, we're excited. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I had we're one. Excited. I had one of our listeners. He hit me up. He was like, "Yeah, man. You know, hit me with the email. I was like, yo, you sound excited, man. You know, I want to help. I was like, yo, that's what's up, man. I appreciate everybody out there. That's like, you know, it's a family, yo. We starting this thing together. We rolling together until this thing is big. And then people gonna be like, damn, Black Broadway, yo. I just heard about this. People be like, yeah, I've been listening to that shit since they was. Fucking around <laughs> over the snow weekend. Exactly. <laughs> that cabin fever. That cabin fever. Just having a fucking blast, man. So, yo, man, this episode, what, Dre? 48. 48. All right, my bad. You keep it count. 48. Episode 48. Black Broadway Podcast, man. We'll be right back. I'll be like, I gotta be like the pioneer to the shit, you know? I, I, I was popping that quick style and a lot of y'all niggas thought it was being shit. Wearing that platinum shit when all y'all chicks thought it was silver and shit. I, I gotta really be the pioneer of this shit, man. Bottom line. I'ma show y'all how to do it. Check. Yo, I spit that other shit. That's a nice motherfucker shit. Fed time, follow me around. Do you cover shit, nigga? You bear money. I'm all year money. I'm popping, you ain't gotta count it. It's all live money. I never change money, cause niggas got strange money. Knocked up, marked up, fucked up in the game money. I got bail money. Double XL money. You got flash now, but time will reveal money. I spit the hottest shit. You need it, I got it shit. That down south, Master P, bout it, bout it shit. I got blood money, straight up thug money. That brown paper bag under your mattress, drug money. You got show dough, little to no dough. Sell a bunch of records and you still owe dough. I got 996 plus four modo. You crazy, you fugazi. I'm loco with dough, popo. Halloween, huh? <laughs> oh, that's my man. You ain't know that. That's my 
Kevin O'Dell, right. and uh, I was um, from Woodbridge, Virginia, Occoquan right. area, um, and yeah, that's uh, okay. That's, that's you. Yeah. All right, now what? What is it that you do right now in the world of watches and just like luxury men's furnishings? Like, tell us what. Tell us what. What you do with this, man? Well, What's I mean, I guess I'm just like a connoisseur, right? I mean, I'm okay. an appreciator. I'm a collector. Um, I just have like an interest in, in certain things and like whenever I get into something I just take it to the extreme okay. and I have to have like I have to learn everything about it and I have and to you, you turn this into like a livelihood right? Like sort of yeah yeah because um, you know I worked in the jewelry business for 12 years Okay. Um, okay. and uh, I worked at in the pawn business first uh, my dad got me a job there because my dad was a goldsmith, so he got me a job in the pawn shop. Okay. And I was like, I was a skateboarder. I grew up, I'm just a skateboarder, you know. Okay. How could he get me a job at one of the jewelry stores, right? So he kind of hooked me up, got me uh, hooked up at one of the pawn shops because I fit in better at a pawn shop. All right, okay. And then, you know. So you was on that, like, you ever watch that show Detroit Pawn or whatever? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that's like your family biz, like for yeah. real? Yeah, well, it wasn't my family. My dad didn't own it or anything. He okay. just kind of did jewelry repair for them. All right, cool. Um, he was He's a, a goldsmith. Yeah, he just, like, had a bench at the house and he did repairs and, like, uh-huh. custom stuff. Like, nothing big. I mean, All like right. I said, we grew up, like, very low-income family. Um, right. My mom worked full-time. My dad worked full-time. So, uh-huh. you know, um... Yeah, like he just kind of like did jobs for them, and, okay. and and like he was friendly with them. So that he got me a job there when I was in between jobs. I used to do video production because uh-huh. I grew up filming skateboarding, and I that was my. So thing. that was like your first love right there was the skateboarding. Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely, um, okay. absolutely. So uh, then you got into watch, you got into you got into working at the pawn shop. Yeah, and then you got into being a jeweler. So you were like, an well, I wasn't, jeweler I wasn't a jeweler to the okay. to the. I mean, I I knew about jewelry, so like I could. I you could, didn't make jewelry. You no, sold it. no, I sold it. Okay, so, and, and I bought it. That more okay. importantly, I bought it. I okay. mean, that's the thing that people need to think about for a second. When uh, they go to the mall and they fork over all that money paying retail for a, for a diamond ring, and they're paying that big markup. Uh-huh. They're paying for dudes making twenty twenty five dollars an hour who's wearing a suit, uh-huh. and they're not really getting good, the best quality. I'm not saying they're getting bad quality. There is good quality at the mall, right. but you're still going to be paying exponential price for it. But right, the it's marked be, up. The people behind the counter, the manager might know a lot about the jewelry, but all the employees, they don't really know that much they about it. They just work there. They just work there, and <laughs> right. they, they know that it's real because the price is there. Uh-huh. If you go to like a nicer pawn shop, a finer pawn shop, mm-hmm. 
these guys actually know what they're selling, not only because they sell it, but they have to buy it. Right. Too. So okay. like they know the difference between a VS stone and an SI stone, right? No doubt. No and, doubt. And did you sell mainly diamonds? Did you sell a lot of diamonds or did you sell like engagement more? rings were big. Okay, engagement you know, rings. Engagement were big. rings were big. Um, so how you feel about the diamond business? Now that's something I feel strongly about, like with the value of nothing. I feel like diamonds just are so overrated. Like I, I agree. And I mean like when it comes down to the come down for real, like it's an artificial market created by like these companies. The companies create the demand for diamonds. You know what I'm saying? They put that pressure. They start applying that pressure on women. They depend on culture to like some, you know, support their business. Well, I don't know so much that they apply the pressure of the, but they definitely but society. They does. definitely they reinforce it. They definitely hold back. Yeah, it's become tradition now. Yeah, right? it's it's become tradition. And yeah. just. Just like a man wearing a wristwatch and passing it down to his son is maybe somewhat of a heritage tradition now. True. But, you know, with diamonds, they're not really that rare. Right. They're really not rare. Tell them again. Diamonds are not that rare. No, they're not that rare. Like, diamonds are everywhere. It's all supply and and demand, and there's really a lot of supply out there. Right. I mean, there is a lot of industrial diamonds in the world. If I want a diamond, if you want... Okay, if you come to me and say, Kevin... Mm-hmm. I want a VS1 G color 1.5 uh, brown brilliant. Okay. I can get you that diamond within 10 minutes. Right. I can get it for you. Okay. But if you come to me and you say, hey, Kevin, I want a vintage Eberhard Contagraph from 1965 in all original condition, mm. I cannot find you that. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't care if you have that's more rare than a thousand dollars. I can't find you one today. <laughs> that's true. More accessible. Yeah, yeah, they're easy to get. It's, it's all about money, it's right? A, it's if you have the, the money, rarity. you can have one today. Yeah, Anytime. Yeah. It's just like, a, like we were talking about Jay Z and the Harry Winston watches. It's uh-huh. like if you got the money, you can just get one. You can get one, and you're that's right. why after you walk out the store, uh-huh. you're losing seventy five percent right away. Real talk. That's not real but value. With the pieces that you have and that you, we're going to get into talking about later, these are real value. These are real investments. And that's what I'm trying to get the audience to really understand. Like, we out here making investments. You out here spending your money. You want to come up. You want to look good. You want to floss and all of that. Okay, I get that. But don't go out here and get beat. And don't go out here and be a victim, man. Like... Okay, so you consider yourself more of a collector right now, but with a salesman well, background. Well, no, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, and, and and do I, you know, use my knowledge and my expertise to, you know, buy watches and, and sell watches sometimes? Absolutely. Right. And do more of it is I have friends that say, look, you know, like, I'm looking for this. Right. I'm really passionate about it. I'm into it. Uh-huh. You know, I'm looking for this watch. Can you help me out? All right. And I just kind of have like... Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's an obsession or whatever, but okay. I just have my ear to the ground. I'm just always okay. seeing what's there, what's on the market, what's so, around. I mean, I go to pawn shops out of habit. So, do you deal with like what's the what's the typical like price point that like these pieces check in at? Like, what do you what kind of stuff are your friends or are your clients you know looking for? Like, you know what what kind of things? Are um, you I mean to? the hot like the hot area where like watches don't last but a few minutes because there's so many people who can afford them and just grab them up uh-huh. is like the three to six thousand dollar range that's like okay. the sweet spot right okay. so anywhere from three thousand okay. to six thousand dollars okay um and 
those are the watches that sort of have the most potential for growth, in my opinion. Because right. then, once you get into that range... Now, what kind of watches fall within that range? Oh, so many. There's like, just, so just, many I mean, watches. just give me off a couple. Like, rattle off a couple that I think that, like, people would know. Like, the public yeah, would like, be able to... Yeah, like, do. okay, like a stainless steel Rolex Submariner. Okay. That's probably How the most... How much is a stainless common. steel Rolex Submariner? Well, it varies, of course. But, right. you know, if, if you were uh, to entry get... entry level. If you were to get, like, um, let's say, one from... The, the 90s. Okay. You know, you probably look to spend around five grand for one. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, now, is this uh, all dependent on years? Now, yeah. are Rolexes, so they're 2015 Rolexes, mm -hmm. like, or 2016 Rolexes. Yeah. Are those less valuable than the. Not necessarily, okay. but but when you buy one at the store, your your money's going down when you walk out the door because right. it hasn't already it hasn't, settled. Exactly. So I mean, okay. you, I think a, re a retail on a, on, a, on a stainless steel Submariner today is eighty five hundred dollars. Like just brand new twenty sixteen yeah, yeah. version. If you were to walk in the store, it's eighty five hundred. Okay. okay. Um, and you could buy one from say ten years ago for like five grand. Okay. So that watch is already gone. Now that watch, when it was new ten years ago, was like. Five, you know, five grand retail, five grand, right, maybe exactly. even maybe even a little bit less, forty five hundred. Mm -hmm. So you've already made money on it, right? Okay. So my thing is, why buy the the brand new when if you, an emergency happens? I mean, nobody knows what can happen. Like right. anything can happen tomorrow. Your family comes up. I mean, dude, watches. You always say that. You say that Rolexes things, are like cash. They're like it's liquid. It's liquid. Yeah, yeah. Well, not okay. all Rolexes. But not I mean, all. If you but buy the Submariner, a, yeah. a stainless steel Submariner yes. that you purchase for five grand. It's going to bring you five grand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This is sans any diamonds, any any aftermarket accoutrements or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can get a good deal on a diamond if you go to a pawn shop okay. and you buy quality. Always now, spend up and get nice. Don't go. Always go quality over quantity. So don't okay. get a big fat rock mm -hmm. that's subpar quality. Right. It's just you're not gonna get. No one's gonna want it. You're gonna have okay. to talk someone into buying it. Right? Exactly. But if you buy a smaller stone and it's good quality, mm -hmm. that's value. But you want to make sure you get it for a good price. Hey, listen, personal experience there. I know <laughs> I, I lived that life. I know exactly what it means to buy a bullshit diamond. Yeah. And I'll never do it again, yo. But I learned, <laughs> <coughs> definitely learned that lesson. <laughs> Excuse me. But um, what another thing that I wanted to know is like, okay, what are the distinctions? Okay, like you said, that three to $6,000 range, that's high. Like, that includes Rolexes. That, what else falls into that realm? Like Omegas? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Omegas. A lot of really interesting uh, stuff. Like, I mean, what else? I mean, Omega, you know. Um, are Tag Heuer's are in there? No, yeah, a little bit below tag, that. Tag, tag Heuer is just, it's not, it's a fashion watch. It's okay. It's not really... Um, how about I mean, Breitling? look at who they're marketed to. How about right? Breitling? Watches? Look at who they're marketed yeah, they're to. They're, they're marketed like dads they're, and like well, executives. Well, I think tag is more is more uh, it's more marketed to like entry level like college grads or mm -hmm. dudes who scored their first good job. Or exactly, yeah. like you need a nice watch to wear to work. Here you go. Now, now you know vintage, now vintage Hoyers okay. are, have really taken off. Okay, and and that is a a really good investment. Okay, um, any okay. any vintage Hoyer. This so is you suggest playing the game of. Finding a vintage piece for a low price and really doing research to find out if you've made some money on it. Absolutely. Rather or than do the research first. Say say you see something. 
on the internet that really piques your interest. Right. And then go around and see. Go right. on Instagram. Go on Facebook. Right. Go on the, the watch forums if, and, and see what people are talking about. If there's a lot of hype behind it, you feel like, Word. man, these are really sought after watches and this is Word. rare. It's in great condition. I mean – if you love it and you're buying it at a great price, True. it's gonna it's gonna hold value. It's gonna go up in value. That's it's gonna great. make you money. It's gonna be Agreed. better than money in the bank. So it can right. be a responsible purchase. People think that buying a luxury item is an irresponsible purchase, but that's no. not always true. And very very true. Now, here's what the, my question because we touched on this before in some of our conversations. Like, when does it go into the realm of being an irresponsible purchase? When it's like, okay, so you got your Rolex Submariner. Like I said, that's li- like you said, that's liquid. Now, what about a Rolex presidential? Like something a little fancier, a lot fancier. Something that, you know, checks in at a much higher price point initially. Like, does that hold its value no. as well? No. No, no, no. no okay, so it's not really well, worth I, I, it to you, go out here and buy the $50,000 watch or the $30,000 no, watch. No, the Rolex president is not, it's, it's, if to buy one at retail is not a sound investment at all. I, okay. I mean, I because would, at the end of the day, as time goes on, it's not going to appreciate nearly at the percentage rate as the Submariner. If right? you hold it for a complete lifetime, <laughs> then maybe, then, then maybe you'll okay. be okay. Okay. But like, why not buy a nice president from, the 1980s, right. or from the mid 90s, right? You can buy one for six, seven grand, uh-huh. still solid 18 karat gold. Yep. You know what I mean? And yep. and perhaps maybe you find one with a unique dial that Rolex no longer offers, right? Um, or, or maybe maybe you find one. That's the angle, y'all. Rarity, mm-hmm. yeah. Rarity. Well, it's all about rare. luxury. Is all about supply and demand. Yes. And look at the brands that do the best are the ones that really. Respect that and I say, like look, that. we're not going to overproduce. Luxury we're gonna make... is about supply and demand. The problem yep. is today, yep. uh, a lot of these brands um, saw an emerging Asian market uh-huh. um, because their economy was doing very well in Asia and they were buying up all these watches. And of course, they so they set their production numbers very high. Uh-huh. And now the Asian market has dropped and uh-huh. nobody predicted that. Uh-huh. Uh, well, not nobody predicted it, but, but it, was, it wasn't, there were some it wasn't expected. Predicted. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. expected and it, it kind of, mm-hmm. colla- I wouldn't say it collapsed, but it definitely went down and they're, they're softer on buying luxury goods now. Right. So now these brands, they still have these high production numbers. Ah. So I feel like buying anything modern right now just isn't it's just a, Right, because they overproduce. They overproduce. And, okay. these, so, and this, that's a, that's a hallmark of our age, yep. overproduction. You know what I'm saying? That's what yeah. we do out here, man. So here's what I want to know well, from you. Stuff is made to be replaced now. So, yeah. so like you said, rarity is one thing. But what is another thing that tells you that lets you know that a watch is valuable? What what are the other things that you look for that let you know that something is is valuable, not just expensive, but valuable? If the watch, like for me, if a watch was made for a specific purpose, okay. other than just looking flashy, okay, and pretty. Okay. You know, a lot of the watches that you see here in my collection are tool uh-huh. watches. They were made for a purpose. I love chronograph watches. So um, this one here with the four chronograph dials is like the most. Yeah, I, like that I love it with the lunar phases and all of that. It's yeah. crazy because I mean I'm sure I'm not using all of those things, but just the fact that all you of that information is They're accurate, all right, right? And it's all yeah. accurate. Yes, you know absolutely. what I'm saying. In fact, like so, I mean, how do you feel? Do you feel like a lot of your your clients and the people that uh, you pro- broker these watches off to? are aware and knowledgeable of the mechanics of them when they buy them? Or? Yes. If it, well, for me, yeah, because I'm more of like a, like 
my area is more like a niche market. These are guys who are who, who most of the time it. are are geeks. Right, they're, they're nerds they're like me. They're really into this. Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. They're yes. orologists. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're really, really into it. Maybe they That's just the don't have the time. For watch collectors. And what's the word for um, something file? I forget. I, I don't remember. For, for like sneaker people? Like, I mean, for watch, for, for, watch for, people. Or a file or something like that. Something like It's something like that. But well, they have audio files for like people that are. Yeah, familiar. like it's in music, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. something like that. Yeah. But anyway, it's like that whole niche market. That's who you serve. You don't really serve people who just want to buy something that's like, ah, yeah, this is cool. It looks good. Well, yeah, yeah, and I have a lot of people tell me this. Oh, like, I, you know, I had friends. Uh, hey, Kevin, I have a friend who wants to buy his first nice watch. He's going to call you up and he's going to ask you some stuff. And I talk to him on the phone and, and, and it's kind of like he wants my suggestions, but then he doesn't listen to me. He's yeah, like, no. But I really like I'm this just, tech. I'm just like, this shit I is really, gold. I really, I really like, well, no, more, more, more so it's like, oh, I really want this tag. I really want this Tag Hoyer, or I really want this Hublot. And All the I'm like, bros have it, bro. And I'm, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. If you really love it, I can't tell you it's a bad investment. No, no. But then a year later, he comes crawling back. And he's like, damn, man, I, I took think, a bath on he's that. He's like, man, like I want to get something else. I want to sell this now. And I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah, well, here it comes. Here it you know, is. you just lost, you know, 70%. Uh. I mean, that's, yeah. a big, that's, that's a big, that's a big deal. Like, yeah. how so can like, you do that responsibly when you have so a like, family at home and you, you, you have to say, oh, honey, like, I just. So Hublots are expensive though, right? Like, they Hublots are, are very expensive. Like, yes. what, what's the price point on a Hublot? Average. Average. Probably between 10 and 15 grand. Okay. So we're starting off 10 and 15 grand. Yeah. 10, like, now, why is that watch not valuable? It's expensive, but why? Because it's a gimmick. Okay. It's a gimmick. It's nothing. It's nothing original. It's nothing. Uh huh. It's nothing. They don't have any like original movements or anything like that. Anything that like that makes sets them apart. Well, they do have things that set them apart. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing that I'll say that sets Hubo apart and that I do admire about them that I think is pretty cool is okay. their use of different metals. Okay. They don't. Okay. They don't just use. Okay. Stainless steel, okay. gold, and platinum for True. watches. They use. Tungsten um, steel or, or they and use pewter. All, well, no, I mean, they use all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. They, they use like tantalum or or, yeah. or, or, or you know, all kinds of different materials that's, that's okay. really, really cool. I mean, other brands right. have done it, but Hublot does it on a regular basis. And I do think, like, they use cement, which is really cool. Like, who, who's even heard of cement? They okay. use ceramics a lot. Okay. They use a lot of cool metals. Right. The, the thing, the issue that I have with Hublot is just their watches aren't timeless. I mean, look yeah. at that watch. It's it's obviously a watch made for for 2015 for right there. for 2016 for that guy I mean, who's balling in 2016. Yeah, it's not gonna be. You're a, right. Is that a watch? Can you could you see that watch being worn 20 years from now, 10 yeah. years from now? You're right. Nah, it's a you got a point. It's, there. it's a clownish it's a looking watch. It's a gimmicky yeah. watch, and they, it's not an original watch. They pretty okay. much copied a Royal Oak, okay, an Audemars Royal Oak, which yeah. a lot of people have done that. So talk to me like about Audemars now. How do you feel about Audemars Piguet as a brand? Now that's you know, I'm just bringing up these brands that resonate um, with my audience. With Audemars Audemars Piguet is a very relevant brand. I mean, right. I think that a lot of people sort of look at them in the eyes of Hublot lately because they've been picked up by a lot of like, you know, the rappers right. and stuff like that. The dudes who are buying watches just to be flashy. Yeah. But Audemars all Piguet, the ball players. Audemars Piguet really does make a very high quality product. Okay. Um, their finishing is honestly second to none. Okay. I, I, I honestly, as far as finishing goes, uh -huh. um, the way their cases and bracelets are finished, uh -huh. I would put them right up neck and neck with Patek and Longa. Exactly. And, and some of the, the, 
the big right. players in the game okay. that, that are really well respected and have okay. a long history. Okay. Audemar doesn't really have a, a. I mean, they have a they have a cool history, but it's not it's not as as okay. as you know it's not they're not Patek. Right. right? They're not. No. They're uh, not but like, man, I mean, they are beautiful watches. And the Royal Oak, it's 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 a Gerald Jensen design, but you know the Royal Oak was. Sort of like that first integrated bracelet, stainless steel, where exactly. it sort of bridged the gap between a luxury watch and, and a, a sports utility watch. sports very watch. Very cool, yeah. very cool. And that's so that the Royal Oak is I think the classic uh, octagonal frame, yes. right? Yeah. And, and what it was made for was the was the porthole of the of the of the of the the boats, right? Uh-huh. Where you would go. You know, that's what it was made for. That's what no, it was. It was for? based on that design. Oh, it was like, based on that, that design. design. Okay, it's gotcha. a porthole. You know, where you I go down you. and. You okay. know, go be- beneath deck, right? Or okay. Go, go on. So um, that's Audemars are really like function watches. Like, well, no, not really. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, sure. You know, they're they're built really well and they're nice. I mean, I don't I don't know if it's that. Or Nobody's wearing just, those just, to work. Just to look cool. No, you wear them to work for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think it's. A, but how do you feel like? I mean, like, okay. I guess what I mean to work is like how uh, a pilot's watch, a chronograph, yes. is functional for a pilot. They need. The things that that watch provides in order to do their job more effectively. Yeah. Does an Artemis or has it ever helped anyone? Is it functional in that way? I mean, they do make some divers watches that are okay. really cool. Right. That divers are, that are functional watches. for divers. That's watches. what Rolexes are for, correct? Yeah. Well, the Submariner is a divers watch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The Submariner and the Sea Dweller, of course. The Sea okay. Dweller was like the, you know, the Submariner was the first. The Sea Dweller was like. The next step, like okay. his, his thicker case, had a, had a healing release valve. It was made for going for greater depth. Okay. Um. Then, then the. See, something. I like stuff like that. I like Me shit too. like that. I like the function. Me you too. know what I'm saying? I'm more into that. Yeah, yeah. Like I like a tool, like, a watch that was made for a purpose. I tell Not you what, I do notice about all these watches that are in front of us right now. Like all of them, you've switched off the bands from the metal bands or the the steel or gold in some cases bands to uh, you know leather straps. Why is that? It's just a personal preference? Per- yeah, personal preference. Yeah. I mean, I just think that, that leather bands kind of suit my style a little bit more. I agree. Than, yeah, no um, doubt. I'm the same way. Like, I don't really like too many metal bands. Like, I, well, I'll tell you one thing. Like, they're also I got these fine hairs on my arm, yep. and they get caught on them. Yo, you, yeah. oh, that's the worst shit. Yeah, yeah I like a good metal band. Yo, I hate it. I gave up, hey, yo. The metal band is very, very popular. You know, the bracelet. Yeah, uh, yeah the very, bracelet. It's very, it's, I'm, I'm into bracelets and stuff like that. So that's It's why very popular. Um, yeah. You know, I think most guys who get into watches, I mean, the first They're watch, looking they, for the they always want the yeah, bracelet. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. I think uh, over I'm time... I always wanted the band. Over time, you know, I think, I think they get into the strap. But the strap is cool. You Also, what's cool about a strap is... You know, you can change the look of the watch really quick. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, I can't lie. I'm in love with this Rolex with the Rolex clasp on it. Like, oh, did Rolex yeah. make well, many so strap the, watches, like leather strap watches? Did they um, make many of those? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, they have a whole line right now called called their Cellini line, which okay. is like more dress watches. They all come on like leather, uh-huh. um, leather bands, and uh, and they're more like elegant for right. you know for sort of like dress yeah. watches. They're smaller, mm-hmm. more. Um, that's the that's the flashhead right there for real elegance like you know because a lot of the stuff be gaudy and yeah speaking of gaudy watches so there's a guy and I want to know how much you know about this guy Kev the fake watchbuster guy yeah. like very entertaining he, very entertaining yo this dude man he he won't tell anybody his name he's pretty much a recluse and he's like he's just he's like I'm a dude in his thirties I'm from Europe 
You know what I'm saying? And as long as, um, what was I going to say? As long as I'm still getting this pressure from these jewelers, I can't reveal my identity and all this, that, and third. But he said he got into it. He just started doing it for fun on Instagram because he's just like you. He's just a watch guy. He's a watch geek. He's just like, man, I just know these things. So when I see certain things, I was just like, nah, that's, that's not right. And I called a couple of guys out. And like then it just kind of, I immediately got a follow. He got, what's the blog called, Kev? The watch blog. Oh, Hodinky. Yeah. Hodinky? Yeah, Hodinky. Hodinky. Yeah. He got a Hodinky. He got a Hodinky blast from those guys. He got those guys to really get involved with him. And it blew up from there. And he's called some really famous people out. Called Carmelo Anthony out. Uh, Future. Rick Ross. Soldier Boy. Just tons of rappers and ball players who are out here getting jokes. And he said, it's not really about calling these dudes out and embarrassing them. It's more about the jewelers that are taking advantage of these dudes and that are selling them like fake shit and like getting them out here thinking that they're rocking, you know, a $100,000 watch and they're actually just looking like idiots, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And he said he just kind of got into it. From, he got more involved with it because that was his angle. Yeah, and I was like, "Yo, I mean, I just wanted to know what do you think about that? Like, what do you think about was, the whole game?" I, of- I thought it was, I thought it was really hilarious. I All mean, right. for me, as like a watch guy, I mean, obviously we see. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not into like celebrity culture or anything like that. Uh-huh. I think it's pretty silly, but uh-huh. so I don't follow it at all. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I like. I am always that that dude that when I do watch a movie uh-huh. or if I do watch TV like a series or something you like that, check the watch. I'm always looking to see what watch they're wearing. You know, um, it's kind of like me as a barber. I'm a check. So yeah, haircut. if I see one, that's, if I see one that's like fake, like oh uh-huh. wait a minute, like that's oh, that, not real. That's not right. Whatever. Like, it's kind of funny that he like made a whole like yeah you know, blog about that. Yeah, a whole, a whole online account. persona about that, and he was saying that you know he just he just really felt like. It was a lot of people out here being misled, and there was a lot of misrepresentation of something that he took pretty seriously. Like, took, takes very seriously, should I say? Yeah. And the, you know, the study of watches and stuff like that. So I was like, I kind of really could understand and respect where that guy was coming from with that, man. Would you ever do something like that? And you ever like get on the blogs and just be like, look, this shit is fake. <laughs> yeah, like if somebody's trying to rip somebody off, exactly. I, I would definitely call them out. Exactly. Um, I'm taking you with me when I go get my rolly bag. <laughs> no, I'm getting it from you. What am I talking I mean, about? I, mean, it's, <laughs> I, I right. thought it was really funny. I haven't seen him around in a while. I guess you said that he was getting. Yo, he was getting bad cease and desist letters. <laughs> Yo, Jewelers was applying pressure to this man. Yo, because, you know, in the jewelry game, like, really. All you got is your reputation. Because, like we were saying earlier, diamonds aren't that fucking rare. Like, they're all over the place. Like, you can get diamonds. You have to make people believe. Just like Kay and Shaw and all those places. You got to make people believe that they need to buy it from you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can get a diamond from almost anywhere. Why do you need to go to Kay? You know? Because every kiss begins with Kay. Of course. Because she's going to be excited if you went to Jared. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's all marketing. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Of course. So, like. And what's you, funny is at K, they offer you really low quality diamonds. Yeah. At a very high at price. At a very high price. And you know why they charge? Because the thing, and you notice where they're always located. In the mall. They're, prime they're, retail space. But they're always located in the lower income malls. Yes. And here's why. And here's why they can justify Speak selling on at a high price without, without feeling guilty. Speak on because it, Because they offer that, that, that 
eight, that uh, in, that zero um, percent for a year yep. APR. They uh-huh. say, oh, yeah. don't worry, just put three hundred so bucks down. Sign up here, you get you your own K card. card. Yeah. Yeah. And Yo. here's the deal. And here's the deal. You're spending three thousand dollars for a diamond. Somebody tried to sign me up for a K card. You know what I mean? Bruh, yeah. She tried to sign me up for a K card. I was like, girl, have you lost your mind? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not about to be in these people's pockets for something that simple. Like, oh my god, it was just—it's crazy. The jewelry game. Did you did you feel like the watch game is a little bit cleaner of a game than the jewelry game? It's more. Um, there's more heart in it. Yeah. There's more People who care more. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that sounds funny because I did engagement rings, but you know what? Like, <laughs> look, shit. Ain't no passion in engagement rings. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah, <laughs> it is. A lot of pressure. A lot of times, like, it's really cool when it's super, like, organic and, like, mm-hmm. a couple comes in and she's just like, I love this. It's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. And, like, she puts it on and it's like, this is it. And then, like, the price is good and yeah. all that works out. Like that's great, but that's very rare. Typically, <laughs> it's like it's like a wedding. It's very planned out. Yeah. It's very stressful. Yeah. It's very like oh, I have listen. To it's, not, it's not. It's not organic. It's, it's not. not. Like, and I'm the one. I'm not going front, yo. Like I mean, I know this makes me, you know, against the grain guy, but I'm, I'm keeping real, ladies. Like we get married. I don't need no diamonds involved. There can't be diamonds involved. Cause fuck diamonds. And if you if you want to get with me, you need to understand that. I mean, I know we all like shiny things, but <laughs> I feel like at the end of the day, the the process under which diamonds are mined and you know brought to market, the people who they're funneled through, mm-hmm. the markup that's placed on them, and the importance that's placed on them in society all lead me to say fuck diamonds. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I just never really cared for them like that. But you know, I understand women have been programmed, like when they tell girls from when they little, diamonds are a girl's best friend. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is a, all a, a planned, you know, assault on the senses. It's just like, you know, men are raised to, you know, think you want that fancy car, that flashy yeah. car. It's just certain things. Or a watch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, even think about the symbolism of the gold watch at retirement. Yeah. I'm a fucking gold watch, man. Give me my money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to retire comfortably. You it's know what funny. I'm at retirement, that seems like the worst time to have a yeah, watch. Yeah. No, why are you yeah, giving me a watch? Me a watch. Yeah, I've been late for 35 years. What the fuck are you me a watch? You trying to be funny? <laughs> you know See, for me, like, I think of like retirement days like that's when I I start auctioning some of Yeah, I'm trying to sell this shit. Word, like, yeah, I'm selling the shit out of that watch as soon as the retirement party's over. <laughs> that shit ain't even coming out the box, because, you know, Lord knows, by the time we get old, man, our 401k thing is going to be a thing of the past. We don't even know, like, what's going to happen with the financial uncertainty, which is good, because when you talk about owning these watches, these are solid investments. These are things that, like you said, are liquid, just like cash. Tell me, Kev, what are the top five to you? Oh, to most me? well to you, because I know you're an expert. So, what are the most? What are your? I'll give you my amateur five, so you can just compare. Like, I feel like, of course, Rolex is in there. This is in no particular order, because I'm now, not. Are you that saying best, or are you saying like most known? No, I'm saying best. Oh, I'm best. saying best, and this is from my limited base of knowledge. I'm saying Rolex. Omega, uh, the Harry Winston watches, the, or Harry Winston watches, uh, Balmain Mercier, and um, Patek Philippe. 
Patek Philippe probably being the top. It's funny putting Bon Mercier and Patek Philippe in the same sentence. Hmm. Okay. So so Bon. So Mer- that's my five. Bon Mercier is just like a price point brand. They're cool. They make they make cool watches, but they're pretty much a brand that that makes uh, subtle copies of. Finer brands and sells oh, them at a price you're, point, you're but right. they're very nice. They're still nice yeah. watches. Like, you're kind of right. But they do like, look like young no, Patek. They're not. They're not investments. There's no. Okay. There's no Bon Mercier out there that you can buy that you're not going to lose a bunch of money on. Okay. Um, so for me, okay. like best, best is a relative term. Now, are we talking about modern watches like watches of today? Well, I'll tell you my factors. Uh, what are the most attractive? Attractiveness, return on investment, or retention of value. And um, just those are my two factors, really. They're like that's it: Re- uh, appeal and return on investment, or retention and value. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's, I think that the ones that I mentioned, you just shot me down with the bomb. So the bomb Mercier was no, yeah. No, that's, that doesn't even need to be there. That should so, be in there. Well, okay. I don't even remember the other ones. I okay, it was it was Rolex, Patek Omega, Patek, Omega, Bomb, and um, the Harry Winston. Uh, yeah, Harry Winston watches. isn't even really known as a watchmaker. I mean, okay. they're, 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 they're more like a jewelry thing. So okay. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even really put, put them, them in, 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 a, in a category. No, okay. so I mean, the what's what's the most respected? I mean, obviously you got Patek Philippe is at the top, right? Absolutely. Um, I would put a very close second at A Longinson. They're A Longinson. Uh, yeah, a, okay. well A Longinson, but. Okay. Uh, Okay. Longa, everybody just calls him Longa. A lot of people say Lang, but okay. you know they say A Lang, but it's it's. I mean, I it's pronounced Longa. Right. Anyways, whatever. Uh-huh. Longas are very good watches. Uh-huh. Um, they're from Germany, actually, mm-hmm. not okay. from Switzerland, which is pretty pretty funny. But they're yeah. all okay. They're, they're, so they're not Swiss type. They're not Swiss. They're German. <laughs> okay, um, so, so that's two. Yeah, what's um, three? So then it starts to get a little bit tricky because it's all like an opinion because none, right. none is really better than any other one. Okay, you know? good. I, I mean, for me, I, I mean, What's your I, I'd have to put Vacheron and Constantine up there. Okay. Um, Shout out to Rick Ross. You got uh, Ross. Rose, you out here with your pocket Ross. I would, I would have to put, um, I would have to put Audemars Piguet in there. Okay. Because of finishing and, and, and things. Um, okay. And then Rolex would have to be there. Uh, Rolex, though, people have to understand they're not a luxury watch in the sense that Patek, Vacheron, yeah. right. Longa, uh, right. FP Jour. Now You I got to stretch to buy 50,000 watches. I do want to throw a name in there because Longa you probably have never heard of before. Because, I haven't. And, and the thing is is that Longa presents a really great value because they do keep their production down. They only make okay. about 5,000 watches a year. Okay. And their watches are as good if not okay. better than Patek. Okay. Okay. They don't have the name yet. Okay. But the what they're doing is they're actually making innovative timepieces. Okay. The old way, the way that they were made classically, mm-hmm. and they the finishing is absolutely beautiful. Um, the watches are timeless. Um, so I I'm very bullish on Longa. I think Longa is is a great brand. Uh-huh. I also think independent brands like like FP Journe okay. they make about a thousand watches a year. Okay. So when you're talking about supply and demand. Yeah. How so, much better of an investment is it to buy a Longa, right. which 5,000 watches a year, or a Patek, 60,000 watches a year? True. That's a lot of watches. How yeah, many people right. in the world can afford a 20, 
Pat Patek starts at twenty grand. Right. Wow. How, exactly. many, how many people out there can afford? And Longa starts. Everybody at that works grand. at Goldman Sachs. That's <laughs> that. That's that Goldman Sachs watch, bro. Exactly. <laughs> but yo, I'm gonna ask you this, and then we're gonna get out of here because we had a great episode, yo. I, w- I really want people to understand like what Kev is talking about as far as like research and understanding what you want to buy. The last thing I want to ask you as a jeweler and a watch guy. Do diamonds add value to your watch? No. In fact, no. in fact, diamonds hurt the value of your watch. Wow. Speak on it. Okay. How? And this is because we haven't really talked at much about my my passion uh, in the last few years has been vintage watches because I see a lot right. of value and potential. Why? Uh-huh. Because vintage watches, especially vintage tool watches, mm-hmm. they were made for a purpose mm-hmm. and they were made under contract a lot of times. And they uh-huh. didn't make a lot of them. Right. So. If you can find one in original condition, like buying a vintage car or whatever, right. it doesn't matter what the name is on it. If it has a Swiss movement inside and it's all original, it's beautiful, and you can get it at a price that you feel comfortable with and you feel like it's a great watch, chances are somebody else thinks it's a great watch. Nice. And buying it will be a good investment because it's already taken its plunge from retail value nice. and it has nowhere to go but up. Nice. Right? So that's good. Now, diamonds. Touch on that for a second. There's two different kinds of diamond watches. Right. There's aftermarket diamond watches uh-huh. and there's... Factory diamond watches. Okay. Factory diamond watches means, let's take Rolex for instance. Uh-huh. That Rolex diamond bezel and that Rolex diamond dial uh-huh. actually were produced by Rolex and okay. they came from the store with that diamond. The Rolex set those diamonds right. in there and it was originally made as a diamond piece. Okay. Then there's aftermarket. A right. guy who says, I'm let out the watch. He says, look, I'm going <laughs> to go to the store and I don't want to spend five grand for the Rolex diamond bezel uh-huh. when I could buy the Rolex for five grand and go down to Georgetown and get dude to put in a thousand dollar diamond bezel that looks exactly the same. Yeah. But okay. it, it, it's not. In fact, uh-huh. you just hurt the value of your just watch because, your watch up. yes, because now <laughs> your watch is not going to be waterproof. Uh-huh. Rolex will never service it. Uh-huh. And the issue that is, is that if you ever go to sell it, <laughs> chances are the person who's going to be buying it secondhand is more knowledgeable because he's already looking for a watch, watch secondhand because he's smart. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. And he's going to say, "Well, damn! Now I got to find." Uh, if you know, typically those jewelers who who do you the favor of hooking you up with that thousand dollar, they typically keep your original bezel. Of course, right? <laughs> wink, wink. Put it on eBay. Get yeah, some money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh. So you don't have your original bezel anymore, or you just. Put it in the drawer and now it's gone. Right. Whatever. Now that guy's got to go out and find an original bezel, so it's going to cost him money. Oof. And then what's that? What's that aftermarket bezel worth? Right. Scrap. It's worth scrap mm-hmm. and melly. That's it. Nothing. Wow. So so now the factory diamond is, you got to think of your market. How many people out there in the market for factory diamond bezel and diamond dial add about? T- together, they add about ten thousand dollars onto the tag onto the price. Onto if the price tag. You're spending not the if, value. Yes, if you're spending uh-huh. twenty four twenty five thousand dollars on a Rolex President, uh-huh. if you want it with diamond bezel and diamond dial, you're now up to thirty five thousand dollars. Right. And However, more there's more of a market for that standard President. There's right. more people that don't want to have the diamonds. Diamonds, they, yes. I so agree. when you go to sell I'm it, one of them. if you go if you go on the secondhand market to resell that, mm-hmm. you're now in a bad place because you have a more limited market to sell that to. Very gross. So, you know, I think that diamonds actually hurt the value of a watch. A watch. I'm not saying if you like diamonds, uh-huh. get the diamonds. That's that's I cool. Get the diamonds. <laughs> but please, please, please. 
buy it second hand when it's already taken the hit. Yeah. Don't buy it for thirty five grand and then and then you're stuck and then you're stuck selling it. You're stuck selling it for fifteen grand. Go find it for fifteen grand because I promise you you can. Exactly. I I mean, because I'm not for telling people what they should get. Get what you like. Get what you like. Be smart about it. No doubt. You know, and don't always think you have to have the shiniest, the Uh flashiest, the biggest. Uh None of that matters. Buy timeless. Because timeless means that if you can sell it today, you can sell it 20 years from now. That's, from my experience, that's what what you want to do. You want to go for something classic. Something that never goes out of style. And and that's it, right? Andre's Chuck Taylors. That's right. Look at me and my Chuck. Look at the Tibbs. Look at the Alder Boots. We classic in here right now, yo. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Listen, yo, Black Broadway, man, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode, man. We really enjoyed bringing this to you. Yo, Kevin, thank you so much for your knowledge and your insight, man. Hey, man, for real, this is great, man. Yo, can you tell us, like, man, you got any contact information you want to share with the people, you know, anywhere, any resources that they, you know, to reach out to you at, anything like that? Reach out to me. Are you like an Instagram guy? Are you a social media guy? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. All right. On Instagram, my Instagram is they did. T H E D I D. It's an old poker term from when I used to play cards. But but, uh, yeah, you'll see watches on there, family stuff. you know, I, 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 you know, I do, I do a little bit of watch trading. I have a little LLC. It's called Time Trading Company. Nice. Okay. Um, time Trading Company. You guys got a website? It's in the works, right? It's actually being built out right okay. now. I'm just really picky. It has to be perfect. Yeah, exactly. We can tell. We um, can tell. I'm very particular about such things. So but, Time uh, Trading. Time Trading Company. Time Trading Company. Right? Yo, man, Kev, man, you really can't do it for the dollars, man. You got let the people know what the value of things are. We kind of touched on a lot of things for real, man. We really like, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about jewelry, we talked about watches, we talked about, hey, yo, we're going to have to have this conversation about sneakers one day. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We was in here, yeah. Yeah, you might have to come back for the sneaker episode, man, for real, yo. Sneakers, I was into collecting sneakers much before watches. Right. 12 years old is when I became a sister. You're like a, you're like a young Ben Baller out here, you know, but, you know, you know that guy? No. Yo, so this guy, He's a, a Korean guy from Los Angeles, and he got yeah, and he got like this whole thing where he, uh, you know, he used to be a jeweler. When he started out as a sneakerhead, his sneaker collection was—I think he sold it for like a billion dollars. Like he had crazy. He sold his sneaker collection. I'm hit you, yo. He sold his sneaker collection for a billion dollars and uh, got it to make a jewelry. Started making jewelry for like Kanye and Pharrell and all of those dudes, and then got into um, cars. Now you get the um, clothing. Like, this, this is you right here. You know, all the luxury pursuits, man. Yo, I'm Matt Kemp. Thank you so much for coming through. Welcome to Black Broadway, man. Listen, yo. BlackBroadway.com. Coming soon. Hit the Facebook. Hit the Twitter. All of that. Black Broadway. Going up, yo. Remember, if you're down at the table, you're on the plate. Stay up. Tune in and turn up. Black Broadway. Let's go.